so this morning, we are continuing our study through the book of Romans, and we are in Romans chapter 5, so if you've not yet turned there, you can in your Bible, and we are going through our series entitled Gems. As we looked at the black backdrop of man's depravity and man's sin, we see now the gems placed upon that black velvet. The gems of the gospel, the the truths of God's word, the remedy for man's sinful condition is now given. And so we're in in part four uh, this morning of our study entitled Gems, this series, and we're going to be looking at Romans chapter five, verses three through five. And last week, just by way of recap, let's look at verses one and two. This is what we covered. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And last week we saw a couple of the haves, if you will, the H-A-V-E's, the things that we have. The haves were, I have justification by faith. I have peace with God. What an amazing thing that is. I have access by faith into God's grace. And fourthly, we saw I have hope in God. And if that were not enough, all of those things. (laughs) Paul continues our new verse this morning in verse 3. And not only that, he says, not only do you have justification by faith and have peace with God and have access into God's grace. He says, and not only that, but we also, and I'll insert parenthetically, have glory in tribulations. So we add an additional have this morning. We glory. We have glory in tribulations. And that word tribulations in the Greek, which the New Testament, which you know was written in Greek, and it literally means crushing. So we have glory in crushings. So I don't know if you just think about that and it's like, so uh, we have glory in being crushed? Now, I don't know about you, but getting crushed doesn't typically seem to be too glorious, does it not? The word crushing, as you can imagine, is the word actually used to describe a large rock uh, squishing an olive to get a drop of oil out of it. Crushings. Something that would be so heavy and so hard that it would produce something out of it. This word is literally seen in action in the Garden of Gethsemane. And you guys remember the night before Jesus was crucified, there he was with his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane where he was so crushed that he sweat great drops of blood. And how ironic that is when you understand that Garden of Gethsemane literally means the place of the olive press. As Jesus there knew what lie ahead of him the following day. And how did Jesus find glory in his tribulation? In his crushings? He was betrayed by one of his friends, Judas. One of the twelve disciples betrayed him. He was scourged. He was beaten. He was abused. And he was finally crucified. And you're saying here this morning we also have glory in tribulation? Well, hey, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that. This is what the Bible says. We have glory in tribulation. Yet one might wonder what was so glorious about those things. The things that Jesus endured weren't glorious. They were terrible. What was glorious 
was what came from those terrible things that Jesus Christ endured. What glory came, you might ask, from Jesus' tribulations? Well, do you remember hearing something that goes with such a, you know, along the lines such as, by His stripes we are healed, by His death we are forgiven of our sins and have life? What was so amazing? What was so glorious? How do I have glory in tribulation? And I look to Jesus. How did Jesus have glory in His tribulation? Look at the things that He endured. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember in detail what exactly happened. How they placed a bag over His head and they smacked Him and hit Him in the face saying, Prophesy, Son of God, which one of us hit you? They plucked His beard out. They put a crown of thorns on His head. They bent him over a pole and whipped him with the cat of nine tails and just shredded his back. And you think, glorious? Glorying and tribulations? Well, what came from that? Well, we find the outcome of that in Philippians 2, verses 8 through 11, where it says, And being found in appearance as a man, Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God, also has highly exalted Jesus and given Him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on the earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You might think the things that we're enduring, they're terrible. And yes, they may be. You might look at what Jesus endured and you think that's awful. How could somebody experience such things? Well, we're going to see that it's more than the moment. It is the outcome of the moment. We're going to be looking at tribulation. We're going to be looking at going through difficulties. And we're going to look at what comes out of those things. And so, there's three points this morning. And for all of us that live in Southern California, we know what PCH stands for. Right? Pacific Coast Highway, right? Well, for now on, it is not going to mean that in this church because this morning it's going to stand for perseverance, character, and hope. And so every time you drive on PCH, you're going to think of perseverance, character, and hope. And we're going to look at point number one this morning, which is perseverance. In verse three, it says, and not only that, we also have glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance we have glory in tribulation because of what comes from enduring those things i mean could you imagine if jesus just said this is just too hard i can't do it this is just too crazy i can't do this could you imagine that Why do I have to go through this? Why is this happening to me? Why would my heavenly Father allow this? I thought He loved me. As we so often say when we're going through tribulations, why would God allow me to go through this? I thought God loved me. How come nobody else is dealing with this? How come it's me? Why do I have to deal with this? Why do I have to go through this? And we'll say those things all the time. Why is it me? Why isn't it somebody else? How come I'm having this problem and they're okay? How come I'm tired and they're full of life? How come I'm sick and they're healthy? How come I'm struggling financially and they're okay? Listen. Perseverance means this. Steady persistence in a course of action. A purpose. A state, especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. 
Meaning you are going in a direction and your perseverance means that obstacles don't trip you up. Difficulties don't slow you down. They don't cause you to swerve. They don't cause you to change your purpose, change your course. In the New Testament, the characteristic of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith by even the greatest trials and sufferings. This is perseverance. In Hebrews chapter 12, the author to the Hebrews says this in verses 1 through 3. He says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. It doesn't say looking unto the other person over there. Looking unto Jesus. Not, well, that guy over there or that girl over there. No, looking unto Jesus, it says. You run your, way, your race with endurance, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him, Hebrews 12, 2. Jesus endured the cross despising the shame, and has now sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Jesus who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. He says, look to Jesus. If you're starting to feel discouraged, you're starting to feel like you just can't go anymore, you're starting to feel like you're just going to quit, it's just too hard, it's too difficult, he says, don't look to the man, don't look to the gal, he says, look to Jesus. He's the one that began your race, he's the one that is going to finish the race. Because he said, fear not, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, but oh, it's too hard, it's too difficult. Does everybody know what this means? Yeah, and you play... You know, and it's like we go through those kind of things where we all have those moments. They're called pity parties. Where we're just like, this is just too hard. I can't do this. In a society which we live in, by the way, which is driven by pleasure, which we all know, and immediate satisfaction, what a concept. What like a mind-blowing concept perseverance is. I want it all and I want it now. You know, we'll read, you know, the tabloids. You go to, you know, Ralph's or whatever, and you can't help but see, you know, celebrity marriages have failed. You know, uh, where we hit a rough patch, so we decided to get divorced. Or, you know what, I was working on this project, and it got too difficult, so I quit. Or, you know, parenting. It just requires too much effort. My marriage requires too much effort. My relationship with God requires too much effort. I'm just over it. It's not what I thought it was going to be. It actually is difficult. It actually requires work. And it actually isn't always tiptoeing through the tulips 24-7. I actually have to invest myself and work hard at it and deny myself and not compare myself to other people and deem others better than myself. I'm discouraged. So I just can't do it anymore. Tired. How am I to have glory in my tribulations? By not giving up. By not giving up. It's at that point where you feel like I just can't go on. I can't take another step. You can't do another rep. That you do one more. One more. And if Jesus is the author and finisher of my faith, that means that He's with me every step of the way. 
And if I'm looking to Jesus, what he endured, and we look to the world and see all the tribulation that's in this world where people are getting beheaded and persecuted and houses burned down, and we look at the things that we deal with and we're like, they pale in comparison somewhat. But listen, even in Irvine, even in Orange County, even in Southern California, even in God bless the USA, we have problems and we have difficulties and we have things that are just too big for us. And you know what? It is normal to feel like quitting. It is normal to feel like I just can't do this anymore. And you know that's where Satan wants you to be as well, where he can get you defeated, where he can get you to drop out, where he can get you to quit, where he can get you to compromise, where you don't do what God's called you to do because it got too hard. As if God would never call us to do anything that's difficult or dangerous. I mean, don't you guys realize this morning that God only will call you to do fun things that are very easy and and, and enjoyable? I mean, do you guys know that? I hope some of you are like, heresy, burn him. You know, like they did in the, no, it's like, that's wrong. That's not true at all. We do have difficulty and we do have trials and we do have tribulations, but yet we glory in tribulations because we go through them. We don't quit. And what comes out of us is something priceless. Jesus didn't quit, nor will I. I mean, you look at it, what he was going to do is die for the sins of the world, be crucified on a cross for people that hated him, pay the price for the sins of the world for people that couldn't stand him. See, when you feel as if you're crushed, we know the truth of the word of God where it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. My tribulation produces perseverance, and we need perseverance in order to survive. And when the going gets tough, the tough better get going. And when I push through, and as Jesus said as he was being crushed, what did he say? Father, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, your will be done. And I find that I decreased, but Christ in me increases. When I'm going through tribulation and difficulties, I find that I decrease and Christ must increase because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It doesn't say I can do all things through my inner man who gives me strength. I can do all things because my character gives me strength. I can do all things because Garrett gives me strength. No, that's not what it says here. And anybody that said I give myself strength knows that it quickly runs out. And you come to that point where you're just saying, Lord, I need you. In 2 Corinthians 3 verse 5 it says, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 5. Oh, I got this, man. I can take care of that. Look at it's me you're talking to. Hey, I'm untouchable. I don't get phased by anything. You know, I'm the man. I'm gangster or whatever you want to say. Like, I know how to handle my business. I have business to attend to and I plan on attending to it. Whatever it might be. Listen. The follower of Christ will endure tribulations. You will experience hardships. Not only that, verse 3, we also have glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And then perseverance, 
character, which leads us to point number two in the letter C in our acronym PCH, character. We see that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance produces, uh, produces character. And I have glory in tribulations because I'm determined to maintain my course regardless of the obstacles thrown at me. Perseverance. Obstacle in my path, I'm, I'm going to keep on going. I don't feel good today, I'm going to keep on going. Oh, I'm tired today, I'm going to keep on going. I'm struggling today, I'm going to keep on going. Perseverance. Knowing. Knowing that obedience, when you obey God, when you're obedient to the calling of God, it will bring innumerable blessings in your life. I mean, how often have we been discouraged or felt like I just can't go anymore, but you did, and then it was at that point that the doors just swung wide open. You're like, I'm so glad I didn't quit. I'm so glad I persevered because it paid off. In 2 Corinthians 4.17, it says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Paul says our light affliction is but for a moment. It's for a moment comparatively because for eternity we'll be spending our lives with Christ. And when we think of what we trade for momentary pleasure, if you look on the flip side of the coin, and what we forfeit because we don't persevere through our momentary affliction, it should cause us to think about our own character. I don't know about this. It's not that great. I don't know about this. It's kind of early. I don't know about this. Uh, it's Sunday. You know, I don't know about this. It's harder. You know, listen, what are you made out of? Do you have character? Are you asking yourself that today? Because when I'm reading this and I'm studying this, it's not like I'm exempt from this. Do we have character? Do we have godly character? Do we have character that perseveres? Do we have the type of character that we're true to our faith and true to our calling and obedient to the Lord even when we don't feel like it and when there's easier ways? The word character in Greek literally means this, approved, tried, proof, a specimen of tried worth. Now, when you talk about character and you think about a specimen... A specimen of tried worth. You might ask the question, well, how do I get approved? How do I get approved then? Like, how do I have the character that's approved? Well, just like everything else in life, pass the test. Pass the test. We're not given character. We acquire it. Character, interestingly enough, does not come from ease and life with no problems. I mean, if I were to ask you, I mean, just rhetorically, what does tried and true mean to you? Maybe a bunch of things might pop up in your mind. But it's actually an idiom that we saw come into existence in about early 1930s or so where they said, tested and proved to be reliable or worthy. Tested and proved to be reliable or worthy. Tried and, tried, and, tried and proved, excuse me, tried and true. And, and it's one of those things where you think about how is my character found to be tested and proved to be reliable or worthy? Worthy is a very interesting word that is used there. Because when the disciples were persecuted 
for their faith in Jesus, for the work that he had commissioned them to accomplish, it says in Acts 5.41, the disciples departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. They're saying, man, I am actually able to participate in the sufferings of Christ and even be persecuted for my relationship with God. They said, we've been counted worthy to experience those things. And when we're going through difficulties and we're going through trials, listen, you remember the crushings, the rock on the olive to get the drop of oil. What is coming out of us is perseverance and character. Because we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And I feel like I'm about to drown. I feel like I'm about to be crushed. But my hope is in God. I have justification by faith. I have peace with God. I have access by faith into God's grace. I have hope in God. I have glory in tribulations. I have perseverance and I have character. I have character. And there are things that have happened in my life that at the time were terrible. And even looking back at those things, they still are terrible. Things that I wish that I never had to experience. Things that were very hurtful, that were very trying. Things that I struggled with for a long time. But even looking back now on those things, the person that I am today is because of those terrible things that God gave me the strength to persevere through which refined my character. And the same is for you today as well. We may not like it, We may wish that we didn't have to go through those things, but our tribulations produce perseverance, and our perseverance produces character, and it's going to be godly character. It's going to be the type of character that honors the Lord when it's good and when it's bad, when I feel it and when I don't feel it. I mean, we don't want to be, I mean, we don't want to be those kind of people that have no backbone, that don't stand for anything and fall for everything, and then we don't do the right thing because we have no character. We're more concerned what people think than what God thinks. But our difficulties, our trials, they're making us stronger, they're making us better, and they're giving us godly character. That's what we need. That's what we want, and we should desire those things. And though we might look at our own character and see how it's been tried and tested, it's imperative to not forget whose character really shines through in our darkest moments. It's God's character. Him alive in us. Because when the fire gets turned up, a whole bunch of things come out. See, God's character It's God's character and he's true to his word and he's true to us. That as we come to the end of ourselves, we find that God never lets us down. It's God's character that has been tried and tested to be true and is unchanging in every situation of our lives. And it's God's character that shines through us as we find the strength to glory in our tribulations as perseverance and character are forged in our souls. And so not only that, we also have glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character. And thirdly and finally, letter H, and character hope. Now, when we're going through tribulations, we naturally don't like it. 
That's just the way that it is. We, we don't like problems or trials, tribulations, all of those things. You know, if you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I have a tribulation, and you're like, yes. I mean, you got some serious problems, really. But we glory in those things, like all joking aside. It's like, okay, the Lord's going to get me through this. I'm going to persevere. I'm not going to quit. I know what's going to happen with this. See, our very nature seeks the path of least resistance. It's natural. Yet when we experience tribulation, we see how perseverance comes about and character. But what we haven't mentioned yet is what else comes out during our time of tribulation. So we talk about, tribu- I, glory, I have glory in tribulation because my tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Character produces hope. You know, we talked about those things, and we'll finish up with hope in just a moment, but the one thing I haven't mentioned is what else comes out with tribulations, which very simply put is the worst of who we are. The worst. Tribulation will cause your flesh, the worst part of who we are, to cry out like nothing else. Literally the... I mean, that's what my flesh sounds like. I don't know what yours sounds like. But literally the worst of who we are when tribulation comes out because it's being refined. Our anger, our frustration, our selfishness, our thoughts, our actions, our language. It's astounding. It's astounding. The things that will come out of our lives when the temperature gets turned up. In order for us to become tried and true, God needs to see what we're made of. Some people will say. For you to be tried and true, God needs to see what you're made of. Now, yet in saying that, we fail to realize that God already knows what you're made out of. And when you go through tribulations, you and me see what we're made out of. And it's at that point we begin to see our lack of character and we cry out like Paul in Romans 7, 18, saying, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. Man, you start to see, I do have a problem with that. Man, I am not the nicest person Man, I get in bad moods. Or man, I'm selfish. Or, you know, I'm angry. Or whatever it might be. That's why it's so, so vitally important that our hope is in God. Tribulation, perseverance, character, hope. Our hope has to be in God. Because if our hope is in ourselves, we will be defeated. You will feel discouraged to the nth degree. You will find Just absolute deflation if your hope is in yourself or if your hope is in anything other than Jesus Christ. In Psalm 42, verse 11, the psalmist cried out and he said, Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. I will put my hope in the Lord. Because right now, this is Way over my head. Right now, this is very uncomfortable. Right now, I'm in, I'm in pain. I'm hurting. I'm in need. God, this is beyond me. I'm getting stretched. I'm getting refined. The temperature is burning away those things that are not of the Lord. 
and it's not pleasurable. We can see our situation and we can see how we react in those situations and it can bring some serious disappointment. It can bring discouragement. It can bring sadness and despair. But what did we just read in Psalm 42? Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Every tribulation that you will ever experience brings about an opportunity for God to work in our lives. And we hope in God. And we hope for God to do a great work with this opportunity called tribulation. Tribulation. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's why we look to Jesus. Jesus overcame everything that we will ever experience. That's why he is the one that completely understands what we need in our time of need. And that's why we hope in God. My tribulation, it is one of those things that it will produce perseverance. I don't quit because when the difficulties arrive, I push through and I help others get through those things as well. And that perseverance leads to the refining of my character, godly character, God's character shining through me and my selfish, fleshly character getting stripped away. That's what tribulation does because you won't like it and you'll feel uncomfortable and you'll be like, I don't know if I can take this. It's getting hot in here. Perseverance endurance, character, hope. And now hope, verse 5, does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The Holy Spirit lives within you. Because you have faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. The love of God is poured out and you're like, I don't really feel how the Lord loves me and letting me go through something like this. Hope in God. Perseverance. Character. Hope. I mean, a lot of times, you know, I'll use sports analogies and sometimes people will like, my coach hates me. He's making me run an extra mile. He hates me. Well, you know, if you're going to be a marathon runner, I hope you can run a mile, buddy. That'd be good. My coach is making me lift extra weights today. Listen, do you want to get stronger? Or do you want to be wimpy? Do you want to be the man or woman that God has created you to be? Then you must endure. You must persevere. You must have the character refined and you have to have your hope in God because He will sustain you. He will empower you. And He will even use tribulations to make you more like Him and less like you. And all of us that know us know that that's a good thing. Less of us, more of Him. And our hope in God will never disappoint you. Our hope in God will never disappoint us. It's, it's something that it, it, it will never change. Our hope is in God. Lord, I'm going through this. I trust you. I don't like this. This is very hard, Lord. It's heartbreaking. It's difficult, whatever it might be. But Lord, I know that you're going to refine my character. Give me perseverance, Lord. Help me to push through this. Should even be a challenge where it's almost like, man, I'm going through something. This is pretty heavy. God must want to do something pretty major in my life. And he's going to use the perseverance to produce that character. That character is going to be used to produce that hope 
And then those things combined are going to be a powerful witness and testimony to the faithfulness of God and encourage other people that are going through similar types of things. I mean, could you imagine trying to help somebody and you've never done anything like that before in your life? I mean, how many people have said, hey, I know exactly how you're feeling, but they've never gone through anything like that. And so the person, rightfully and sometimes rudely, will say, you have no idea what I'm going through. But listen, when we go through tribulations, it's like adding to our arsenal of ministry tools. We go through tribulation, it's like, hey man, I have been there, I have done that, and God is faithful and he got me through it, and I know he'll get you through it. But you got to persevere. you got to fight the good fight. you got to hang in there. Don't quit. Don't quit. There might be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning, man. Hold on. The Lord's with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. No matter what you're going through, he is always able and available to help you. So don't quit. And don't drop out. And don't backslide. And don't walk away from the Lord because of the difficulties that are in your life. Sink your roots deep and hope in God. Be a man or a woman that has godly character. Not just like, hey man, I'm ungodly when I'm with my ungodly friends and I try to put the godliness on when I'm with my church friends. No, it's like be a person who loves the Lord when it's good or when it's bad. Regardless, regardless of of which group, people group you're around. That's my character. It's refined. And it's God's character shining through me. And so in my business practice, it's my character. In my family, it's my character. In my neighborhood, that's my character. When I go shopping, that's my character. It's who we are. Forged through the fires of tribulation produces perseverance, character, hope. And that's what we want. And that's what we need. And that's what we must acquire remember character is not given to us we acquire it and so this morning as we conclude that's where we're going to end our our study this morning but this morning i want to take some time just to pray if you guys are going through a tribulation going through a trial you got to know that satan's right there saying oh if god really loved you then why would he allow this to happen oh if god was really a loving heavenly father why would you have to experience this And I guarantee you, if you've not heard it already, you will. Throw the towel in. Quit. I mean, I think of Joseph. Remember, sold into slavery by his own family in a foreign land and language he doesn't speak, and now he's a slave. And you've got to believe it, that he was like, oh man, following God's really paid, man, it's really played out nicely, huh? It's really, really paid off. He had no idea at those times of testings, that he would be appointed as second in command to the Pharaoh. Not only save the land of Egypt, but save the people of Israel from whom the Messiah would come. From starvation. Because there Jacob and his brothers would go and be fed and have... I mean, we have no idea what our tribulation that we're dealing with now will produce in the future. So I say, you hold on. You hang in there and you put your hope in God and watch him do a great work in your life and through your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word and we thank you, God, that you have given us this reminder this morning from your holy scriptures, Lord, your word. God breathe this inerrant word of God. We thank you for it and we ask, God, that you would please speak to us in a crazy personal way today. Lord, I pray that you would 
really, really just blow the lid off of misconceptions. Uh, I ask that you would silence the enemy who's been lying and saying all these things regarding your character, Lord, and your love for your people based upon the types of situations that they're dealing with today. I pray that they would see those lies for being lies, and Lord, that they would put their hope in you. I pray for those that are feeling tired, those that are worn out, Lord, those that are struggling, or maybe they've been battling for something, with something for some time, I pray that they would hope in you. Maybe they're feeling like the psalmist as he said, why am I so sad? Why am I so discouraged? I will put my hope in God. So Lord, may that be true for all of us today, that we put our hope in you. Lord, refine our characters. Give us perseverance, Lord, to push through whatever it is, Lord, that we need to push through. But Lord, I ask that you'd give us grace and that you'd help us. And with every eye closed and head bowed, if you're here this morning and you're going through something particularly difficult and you feel like maybe you're right in the middle of this passage of Scripture and you needed to hear this today, if you would like prayer, uh, would you just raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Would you please pray for me? Just hold your hand up. God knows what's going on in your life and and. We're going to pray for you right now. So if there's anybody else, as you raise your hand, lay this burden, lay this tribulation, this trial, this difficulty, whatever it may be, lay it down at the feet of Jesus and say, God, help me. Give it to the Lord today. Anybody else, just raise your hand. Father, I pray for these that have raised their hands, Lord, just signifying that they are dealing with something, Lord, that's been trying, it's been difficult. And Lord, I pray that now that you would relieve them, that you would give them grace that you give them strength. And Lord, may they know that they have glory in tribulations because tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character hope. Lord, may they put their hope in you, the hope that doesn't disappoint. Father, I pray that you would renew their strength. Lord, I pray, God, that you would renew their hope. Lord, I pray that you would renew their love. And Father, if they're feeling like they're worn out and they just can't go any further, then Lord, I ask that you would increase as they decrease. That they would feel your strength and your power sustaining them. And Lord, may they know that they can do anything with your strength. It doesn't matter what it is or how hard, outside of the box, how strange, weird, crazy, difficult it may be, they can handle it because it's your strength working through them. And you will never let them be tested beyond that which they're able to bear. So Lord, I pray, God, that you would help them now, Lord, to know who they are in Christ. Help them know that they are not defeated, that they are not the loser, they are the victor because Christ won, Jesus won, and that is in whom they have their faith. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us to be a church of godly character, a church that perseveres, and a church that has its hope in you. And we thank you, Lord, for these things that you have done this morning. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.